A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Sir Sharonan. Thanks for having me. Very good. Wait, let me do it one more time. Yes, I know you can do as much as you want. That was. Uh, Hi. This is just the quirky bit. Oh. This is the bit that makes us sound quirky and relatable. Hi, I'm Sir Sharonan. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Is it more thanks? No, I think thanks is fine. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Hi, I'm Sir Sharonan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Ruthie, your uh, impersonation last week was so well received. Well received. Well received. Um, that we thought we would get you doing another impersonation. Next week I'm going to do Melby. That was Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse. Yeah, Saoirse Ronan, who, if everyone could stop asking her how her name is pronounced, well, please. Because it's, it's just annoying now. Yeah, you were in saying... In every interview. Yes, you were saying that last week. I mean, she's um, won Oscars, she's in this new film on Chesil Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in Brooklyn, been in a couple yeah. of other movies as well. Loads and Well, loads of, like, major films. Mm. And you'd think that the interviewers would have something more interesting to ask than... How, how do you pronounce your name? <laughs> how? So, so you... And all the Americans... So you have a really, like, um, like uh, uh, unusual name. It's Irish, right? And... Um, quite like difficult to pronounce like how do people usually like try to pronounce that so it's interesting that i've learned how to pronounce that whereas i still can't pronounce kanye although that was that was was good though wasn't it that kanye it was okay it's not perfect it just sounds like you're trying too hard uh should we start wait that i thought that was no we'll start now hang on Now you um, identify as uh, as a feminist. I think as all uh, all girls do these days. Um, well, most. Yeah, most people identify mm-hmm. as a feminist. Uh, but you weren't as familiar with the work of Jermaine Greer. No, as I, as I was, she was on TV. The yeah, other but day. she's more of your time. Isn't she, she? She's very much of my time. She's eighty next birthday. She didn't uh, seem eighty on. Um, no, well, that was quite. Good Morning a, Britain. No, she was on Good Morning Britain earlier in the week, and uh, I said, I hope I'm as sharp as her when I'm that age. You're not as sharp as that now. <laughs> Thank you very much. She was analysing the reasons for the disaster that was... Uh, I mean, she was there for a couple of reasons, but one of the, the royal wedding, which we'll come to in a sec. But she was also there analysing the reasons why Sue Perkins was such a total disaster presenting the, uh, the BAFTAs. BAFTAs. Uh, but I thought it was nice because everybody else, oh, Sue Perkins, she was rubbish, etc. But she ha- actually had a proper analysis. She knew what she was talking about. She obviously understood how television worked and understood how awards ceremonies worked Mm -hmm. she's just generally very smart i think like she comes across really intelligent 
extremely smart and and identified the timing problems you know the timing of the lines given that the jokes weren't very good anyway and before that audience she's saying you know it's difficult because you're a long way away and she said uh, they should have given us some decent writers for a start i blame the bbc for that the bbc are not very good you love to do well no the bbc does some marvelous things but any awards ceremony these days has to buy into the me too hashtag and all that and they thought well we've got sue perkins that's it job done of course it wasn't you know there's a lot more to doing an awards ceremony than that and it was what a, do you was mean i don't in some way what you mean what i mean is was not enough care was put into everything else that they yeah but i don't think that was because they were trying to make it me too i don't in some i think feel like you well they're trying to make me too just by uh, getting sue perkins to do it and presumably i thought they were doing that because she's very British. Well, she's British and she's BBC. But the script, which I I assume they approved of, was let's have a go at Piers Morgan, let's have a go at pay disparity, let's have a... You know, which it was neither the time nor the... Unless you had really, really funny stuff, it wasn't the time for for that, you know. But that's the the nature of awards shows. Well, it's not the nature of awards shows. The nature of awards shows... In fact, I did tweet the next day Norm Macdonald's Canadian TV Awards, which is hilarious. It's on YouTube, it's very, very funny, and it takes the mickey out of the people involved in the show. It doesn't try and sort of broaden it politically. I mean, I've quoted you in the past that joke about uh, Canadian TV, where it says, up for awards tonight is Big Brother Canada, The Apprentice Canada, Canadian MasterChef where do they get these ideas from? But Jermaine Greer nailed it, she, and she nailed the royal family as well. Uh, I know we're all looking forward to the royal wedding, are we not? love a wedding. You're going to be there at 9.25am for the TV <laughs> yeah. coverage? Um, well, when is the actual wedding wedding? Like, wedding birth? No idea. I'm having to take my um, hoop earrings out because ah, they're um, catching on the headphones. You'd suddenly gone quiet. And they're out. And they're also quite painful because um, the cheap Primark metal hurts my ears. But... Yeah. You know. A cheap Primark metal. Yeah, but it's not even metal, like... <laughs> so it's Primark Like, you, you can hear them. Yeah. Well, Jermaine Greer... Uh, Jermaine Greer. Jermaine Greer, who... She's a Republican. She's a self-confessed Republican, so she doesn't even think uh, the royal family uh, should exist. Yeah. Which is because quite a lot of Australians are, to be honest. She wrote The Female Eunuch, which was a very popular Yeah, yeah I've heard track. of this. Yeah. Uh, that was a book that, in the 70s, it was in every, every girl's flat, had a copy of The Female Eunuch in it, and a copy of Tapestry, and usually some teddy bears because women are really pretty much all the same I mean we might have different colours of hair but generally we're the same people that's really how it works well whether it works like that or not the female unit we all think the same as well did you know that whatever you say uh, the female yeah, unit no, and, and the album Popular. tapestry. They were just items that you had to... Much like the Communist Manifesto in Soviet Russia. Yeah, very much like that. As I recall, the book was encouraging women to throw off their fetters. And she What's did, a fetter? Fetter is, well, it's a Greek cheese, but it's also... Um, I know that. You knew that, didn't you? You've, you've eaten it in a sort of middle-class style. Um, Not very often. But fet- don't remember eating Fetters are don't like, like it. Th- throw off your chains... You don't. You do like feta. No, I don't like feta. Really, I don't like feta ah, at all. I thought you would because it's salty. I know you like salty. Yeah, stuff. no, it is salty, but it's like it's just like I prefer cheddar. 
you know really? what I mean? Like, it's just no good. It's too, like cheesy. Too, too, too white? Too, too fancy. Too crumbly? Too crumbly, yeah, that's true. Fetters, though. Fetters are, are chains, shackles. Right. That sort of thing. And she said, throw off your fetters. She said the bra was a ridiculous item. And I don't know whether you ever... When s- people burnt their bras. Yeah, that, yeah. that was... No, no, no I know this. Like, that's a big thing of people burning their bras. So, should we listen to some music? Let's do some uh, music. This is the bit where mm-hmm. you uh, introduce me to something and I introduce you to something. Should we start with mine this week? Yeah, go on. All right, we'll start with that. Uh, gold Frap. Are you familiar with Gold Frap? No. Good. <laughs> Sounds like um, from like a Western film. Well, it did. now it's very interesting you should say that because that was from a. I mean, I'm not a huge um, fan of Goldfrapp particularly, but that was from a film called My Summer of Love, which I may have talked about before um, on the podcast. Not on the podcast, just, just, just to you. Um, oh, some, outside of the podcast? Well, Does it exist? <laughs> sometimes. We, we have, if you recall, had one or two conversations not for the we podcast. We don't speak to each other outside this hour. Very little. But yeah, I have spoken to you about this film before. It's called My Summer of Love. And it's about a lesbian love affair. It takes place, it's, it's actually set, filmed in West Yorkshire. The other the, the other song that I picked out of the movie that I really liked was uh, La Foule by uh, Edith Oh, Piaf. I like that. One of my friends likes to listen to like, French music when she revises and stuff. So she liked Voila, you know, by Francois... Francois Hardy. Francois Hardy. Um, and I said you should listen to La Foule by Edith Piaf. She really yeah. likes that. Well, I first heard it in that film, My Summer of Love, where the, yeah, um, like the music was done by Goldfrapp. They're a, an electronic music duo. If you look at what... Ca- I thought, well, what category do you put them in? They've got one, two, three, four, five. You can either call them electronic, trip-hop, synth-pop, folk- folktronica. Oh, I did. I was thinking that sounds awfully a lot like folktronica. Or are you being sarcastic? <laughs> I thought you were. Uh, or ambient. Ambient is is a good description for yeah, golf gold rap. But that track was called Lovely Head. They're a duo. They're from London. They're uh, Alison Goldfrap, who does vocals and synthesizer. And so they are. The when gold. was this from? Uh, well, the, they were formed in 1999. Uh, the film was 2004. Um, like I say, it was filmed in West Yorkshire. Based on the novel of the same name, it was directed by Pavel Pavlov Pavlikovsky. He's a Polish director, and he's got a film at Cannes this year, which is being highly yeah. praised. Uh, but he's very much into westerns, and the music in the movie, which is based around that song "Lovely Head" by Goldfrapp, is heavily influenced. I read this somewhere by Ennio Morricone, who did the soundtrack for Fistful of Dollars, A Few Dollars More, and The Good, Bad and the Ugly, which are Clint Eastwood's oh. westerns. So you're quite right when you said it sounded like some of the cowboy films. Brilliant. That was a long explanation to say that I was quite right when I said it sounded like a western. <laughs> I knew it was a long explanation. But, uh, yeah, the, yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, top marks. It's interesting. Mm. <laughs> Ish. Ish. My track is the opening track from Hamilton, which is called Alexander Hamilton. And so it's the first track that's from the musical. And obviously you've heard of it because... It's, it's all a global phenom- phenomenon, America, yeah. but 
I don't know whether you've actually listened to any of it. No, so. I've listened to none of it. Let's have a listen. Yeah. How does a bastard, orphan, son of a whore and a Scotsman, dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean by providence impoverished and squalor, grow up to be a hero and a scholar? The ten dollar, founded father without a father, got a lot farther by working a lot harder, by being a lot smarter, by being a self-starter by fourteen. Who is it performing there? I think that'll be Lin-Manuel Miranda. Tell me about Hamilton. I know it's it's like a huge show. It's not, it's not in the West End at the moment? Yeah, or? which? No, it's not started in the West End yet, has it? I no, it has, think. it has. What makes you want to go and see this musical so much? Oh, it's so good. I know it's been so big in America. How much do I love the songs? I was singing it the other day in the car. You were, and you you know all the words. Yeah. Do you, you know all the words of that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. That we just heard. Oh, go on, give us a, a little... Uh, <laughs> go on, just give no. us a bit. You did it in the car the other day. See if you, Continue because we had to. We could only do twenty seconds. How, so we where were we up to? We're up to fourteen. He was a self-starter at fourteen. They placed him in charge of a trading charter, and every day while slaves were being slaughtered and carted away across the waves, he struggled and kept his proud of a brother as longing for something to be a part of. A brother was ready to beg, steal, borrow, or barter. While a hurricane came and devastation reigned, my man saw his future drip, dripping down the drain. Put a pencil to his temple, connected it to his brain, and wrote his first refrain, a testament to his name. Well, a word got around. They said, this kid is insane, man. I'll just do it up to that, because it's too long. <laughs> it's long, isn't it? And you know the, the whole rest of it as well. Yeah. Brilliant. But it's so good. And it's also really interesting. I've heard a lot about... Obviously, we don't really cover the like founding fathers of America hmm. in Britain. But I'd never heard of Alexander Hamilton. I'd never heard of no, Aaron Burr, know. who's another one of the... It's all true, like, the story. And apparently, it's really helped a lot of, like, um, American students learn about the founding fathers, which they obviously have to do at school. Hmm. So it's cool. Educational and fun. Educational and fun. <laughs> I was going to ask you about the word uh, woke, which I keep on coming across. I'm not exactly sure what it means. Sir, you asked me, you, well, you text me saying, Ruth, do you know what work means? Mm. Um, and so I remembered seeing a meme that was like, this might help you understand what work means. Right. So I'll read it out for you. Um, it's a picture of Russell Brand, and then it says, When I was poor and I complained about inequality, they said I was bitter. Now I'm rich and complain about inequality, they say I'm a hypocrite. I'm starting to think they just don't want to talk about inequality. Russell Brand said this. And then someone um, comments on that and says, Russell Brand is actually woke AF. Woke AF? Yeah. What does AF mean? Oh, it's, it was, it's rude. Mm. Yeah. Right. It's just rude. <laughs> it's like WTF. Yeah. Well done. Yes. He, he knows... He understands like society and like what's going on. Yeah, but the problem with that is he's still Russell Brand. At the yeah, end I know. The, no, I'm not saying that. Is, but you understand what work means now. Yes. Uh, well, uh, it just means we should. So, oh, you should have done the test to see whether you work. Should I ask you some of the questions? Go on then. How work am I? Raven Simone is African American from every continent in Europe, from every continent in Africa. Clueless. Who's Raven Simone? From That's So Raven. Oh, I don't know. Never you don't know it. who Raven Simone is? From no. That's So Raven? I don't know what That's So Raven is. What's That's well, So Raven? Well, so That's So Raven was like a Disney Channel show. And then she came, I'm pretty sure she came out as a lesbian later. And so it was quite a big deal for a Disney Channel. You know, like, they're all really like pretty and chirpy. and. Ooh. Right. So, so, yeah. 
Because Minnie Mouse has never come out as a lesbian, has she? She uh, hasn't, not yet. No, no, she's with Mickey. She's with Mickey, isn't she? Well, I'm not sure she is with Mickey. So. They get married and stuff. Oh, do they? Yeah. I didn't know that. So I don't know. I can't answer that question, so go on. Um, I've just put... I think she's African-American. When is Black History Month? February in America, October in the UK. Every damn day. Black History Month, we need a whole damn year. I don't know, but more importantly, why isn't there a White History Month? Well, you see, that White History Month is uh, nonsense. I used to get this when I was on the radio. When it was music of black origin and they did the awards in Leeds, Mm -hmm. I knew I could virtually time it. The first text coming and say, whoa, why have we got music of black origin? Mm, Why isn't there music of white origin? And I always used to direct them to the uh, country and western music music awards. But, well, if you want music of white origin, um, there is lots and lots of classical music. Loads and loads of it. There is some pop music. Because pop music is so many different influences. You know, like the Beatles, for instance. I'm sorry, how long have we gone before I've mentioned the Beatles? Beatles are massively inspired by soul music. Yes, oh, they were. But what I'm saying is... So you can't really count... No, if you, if, you, if you listen to the Beatles' first albums, they've got stuff that are covers of Motown songs, you know, Please Mr. Postman and You Really Got a Hold On Me. In those songs, it's music of black origin. I mean, the, the, the genius of the Beatles is that they took uh, rhythm and blues music, which is music of black origin, which, because of... Are you falling asleep now? Because of... In America, because the radio stations were virtually segregated, you know, white stations wouldn't play black music yeah. in America. Because of that, the Beatles were able to introduce, and the Stones as well, were able to introduce America to uh, the music that they'd not listened to. You know, yeah, they, because be, they'd be, only been yeah, listening to... People thought, music. yeah, precisely. People thought some of those early uh, Stones songs, like "You Better Move On," was, was the, they only heard it for the first time when the Stones sold it back to America. So the next question is: complete this sentence. Hashtag blank lives matter, and mm. your options are black or all. I would say all. Does that mean me not woke? That makes you very not work. Okay. I'll put it, but it makes you super not work. Right. Because it's ignoring like a systemic oppression of black people. Okay, go on, give me the next question. Okay, what are the Oscars? An annual American award ceremony hosted by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences to recognise excellence in cinematic achievements in the film industry. A great opportunity to see my fave celebs dressed in cute outfits. Boring AF, so white. I would say the uh, second one. A great opportunity to see my fave celebs dressed in cute outfits. Well, I would say they're largely a publicity campaign for, for Hollywood movies. It's a good way of flogging movies that you couldn't flog, you know, like Forrest Gump, that there was no other way to flog it. Um, How offended are you by white people in cornrows? Do you know what cornrows are? In cornrows? Yeah. Oh, that's a hair. hair the very, very tight braids. That tight are, braids. Of what a lot of black people wear. Yeah. Um, uh, so, not offended at all, it's just hair. Why should I be offended? Black people wear straight weeds all the time and no one says anything to them. Don't even get me started, how dare they? I don't care as long as they don't pretend they invented it. It's just hair, I'm going with number one there. I'm not going to be very woke here, am I? We'll see, we'll see how woke you are. You decide to go as Kanye West for a Halloween party, but but you're not black. Do you paint your face? No way, that's blackface. Absolutely. I want to make it look authentic after all. I'd be too scared to offend anyone. I'll ask my black friends if it's okay. I'd go with number one there. Oh, you are so woke, you can spot us fake from a mile away. I'm woke. You're woke. Congrats. Wow. I'm, I should so I turn out to be woke. That's wonderful. I don't quite know what it means, but can I do anything with that? Will it? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. 
Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Do you know who's just been to Sri Lanka? Liv Bentley, Sam Thompson, Harry Barron, Melissa and Habs from Made in Chelsea. Oh, I just got about to ask you who are those people. So now, the thing is, Dad, Made in Chelsea is a big part of my life. I've been watching it for a long time. I watch it like every time the new season comes out, I watch it every Monday. I'm a big fan of Toph. I like, I keep up to date with everything that's going on. I follow everyone on Instagram. Are you proud of this? I'm not not proud. So what season are we up to? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. Has it been for a um, long time? Yeah, like season 14 or something. Really? Well, they do two seasons every year. So did you start watching well. it when you, were, when you were much younger? No, because I did I did binge watch some of it, so not that much. But I've watched at least like three or four seasons where I've been watching it as it came out. Because it they is do quite two. adult in terms the of what most we talk recent, about. So you were sat in the room while I was watching mm. the most recent episode, and that was particularly rude. Like a lot of the time it's very PG. It, also, it's all talk you never like nothing ever happens it's just them talking about things that previously happened i thought i'd let you know all the relationships everything that's going on so this is i thought you've pretty much got to grips with your kardashians and there's not very much kardashian news this week so can we give the kardashians a rest this week exactly so i don't need to talk about kanye and mispronounce it exactly you've kind of got a grip got to grips with the kardashians Hmm. and so i thought maybe you should get to grips with a new microcosm of people right made in chelsea people i'm not going to go all the way back to the beginning i don't want to offend anyone who's a long time made in chelsea watcher who's listening but i'm not going all the way back to the beginning even though it was great when it was all about jamie lang and mitten and all those people all those people yeah. but and francis boo they actually had storylines anyway I'm just going to do what's happening right now in these series, and then I can give you updates every week. Okay. The main like story at the moment is between Liv Bentley and Digby. So Liv Bentley is off Bentley Cars, just to give wow. you... Wow. Yeah. So she's going to be well posh. She's the posh. It's like, Liv Bentley talk. She talks like this all the time. Like. Oh, well, maybe next week when you do your impersonation, you can, can do, do Liv, Liv, Bent- Liv, Liv Bentley, Bentley, yeah. So Liv Bentley and Digby have been in a relationship for a year and a half or something. I'm going to do this quite quick, so you need to pay attention. Mm. Um, it's been on the rocks. Liv is D 
Digby is just not right for Liv. He's not smart enough. He's not quick enough. He's not witty enough. So Liv went on holiday with Sam and Harry, who were her two best friends, to Sri Lanka to get her away from all of these things. She also went with Miles. Come back to Miles. So Liv has previously (laughs) dated and slept with both Mitten and Sam, who were her two best friends. Sam was with Tiff, and they had a massive, like, really long relationship. It was big breakup, really terrible. But now Sam, on the Sri Lanka trip, has started his new relationship with Habs. Habs has also previously dated and slept with Mitten. Are all these people posh? So posh. Yeah. So Habs is, yeah, has been with Mitten and Sam as well. They went on this trip and Liv, while she... Liv had, before she was with Digby, was with Fred. But while she was on the trip in Sri Lanka, she was take, the, She had a picture with a boy called Miles, who was a new introduction into the show. And Digby saw it and thought that there was something between Miles and Liv when there's not. Miles actually likes Sophie Herman, but Sophie Herman doesn't really like Miles. So, Miles is also very good friends with James. James went on two dates with Toph, Georgia Toffler, you know her. Yes, I've seen her on... She was on the jungle, yeah. wasn't she? She won it. And Toph... She went on two dates with Toph, but Toph doesn't really like James. Now, Harry Barron went on the trip. Harry Barron is another one of... To Sri Lanka. Harry Barron is another one of Liv's good friends. Harry Barron is a bit of a love rat. It's kind of well-known in Chelsea. That's, Mm. like, Harry Barron's personality. He, at the moment, is in a very committed, lovely relationship with Melissa. Melissa went on a sort of date with Jamie Lang to play a game with him because Jamie Lang was trying to go out with Melissa because when Jamie was with Frankie, Harry tried to get in there with Frankie to annoy Jamie. And now Frankie and Jamie are completely broken up. That was a long time ago. And Jamie's seen a new girl called Elle who is French. I'm sorry, I, I, I found myself... These aren't even so all the relationships. These are only some of them. Wow. So what happens in the show? They just talk about who's dating who the whole time. It's an hour-long yeah, show. Yeah, pretty much. And Sometimes just... it's about friendships as well. Like, Liv and Frankie had a massive falling out. Frankie was dating Jamie Lang. But mainly, they go to parties, and they have arguments, and then they talk about their arguments the next day at, like, coffee shops, and then they go to another party, and then they have more arguments. <laughs> and and, you, and they kiss and stuff. And they kiss and stuff, and that's... Uh, and it's what they call constructed reality, so... Yeah, I think it's what they all, do... It's not all true. I think they'll say, so they'll say to Liv, go and have a talk with Digby about your relationship, then they'll leave them to have their conversation. Or they'll be like, so perhaps what, what, I want you to throw a drink at Sam at the end of this because you're annoyed with him for real. So, But they're, they're manipulated to make it an entertaining programme, manipulated yeah. by the directors and things. What do they get out of it? I mean, they're already very rich. These people want to be, presumably they want to be stars in some way. They'd like yeah, to Yeah, and I think it's that way shows. of being like a socialite. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's a sort of also, televised equivalent. Of they're what, not, they are rich. So like Jamie Lang is... Um, his parents own Quality Street wow. and like McVitie's or something. <laughs> right. Quality Street, I think. Yeah, Jamie Lang is Quality Street and then he has his own business called Candy Kittens. Mm. I don't know whether you've seen them. They sell them in a lot of shops. No, I've not seen them. So, so what they're getting, what they want out of it is a sort of form of stardom. They would like to be on television more, on other programmes and things. Yeah, is I think so. I yeah. but, but what I'm saying is they've already got all that. I don't know, the, the exposure. And also the money. Like, mm. they'll be getting paid a lot to do it. Mm. But they've already got lots of money. Yeah, but why do actors do adverts when they've already got tons of money? Well, they do that through insecurity, I think, a lot of actors, in that they're, you know, you're only as good as your next job. I mean, one assumes if an actor's paid a couple of million pounds for a film... 
Uh, if you earned a couple of million pounds though for a film, you could not work again pretty much. Well, to an extent, but, but you you know it's if, to maintain the lifestyle well, that they have. Well, well, that's got, the same with made in got, Chelsea people. But you would think, as long as people are, as long as Christmas still exists, the guy from Quality Street isn't going to go skint, is he? You know, unlike an actor who's go, you're only as good as yeah, your last film, it uh, might suddenly run out, and he's got this lavish lifestyle and nothing to support it with. So they would do adverts, I think. Well, anyway. I'll let you know what's going on. Yeah, do keep. But Liv and Digby are still together at the moment, but Mm -hmm. they definitely should break up. Well, I can't wait to find out what happens there. We were watching uh, Family Guy, uh, and the this particular episode, the internet had completely gone down everywhere. There was no internet. Mm And I just wondered how you, you, you'd manage. You mentioned mm. sort of Googling stuff for French. And I everything. wouldn't. With school, I'd really struggle because I Google everything. I don't know how you did curb at all. Encyclopedias, uh, di- dictionaries. That must have taken so much or, longer. Well, yeah, or asking people. You know, if there was something you would. Did you have like was the stuff that you had to learn like easier though? Because I honestly don't know how I would do it if I didn't have Google. Well, no, we probably didn't get as far as French, for instance, goes. We probably didn't get quite as far. We we had to certainly as far as conversation. It was more grammary, wasn't it? Your French. Yes, it was. I mean, you you had to basically listen to what you were told, read your textbooks, and look it up in a book if you if you wanted to know that you know Google Translate did not exist. You know <laughs> why <laughs> Google Translate? Oh, if I pronounced that wrongly. Well, it's just Google Translate. It's not. No, translate is American. Translate is is English. No, but it was the it wasn't even the pronun- pronunciation of. Translate. Oh, I'm doing a Burger King it was, on it. Yeah, it was like Burger King or like <laughs> Sat Nav. Google Translate. It's not like separating the words. Google Translate. What? what no, uh, Google Translate. But Google Translate. You see, Google Translate. That's the way we're talking. Google. England. Translate. Google Translate is American. Google Translate. Yeah, I want to translate that. Word. Okay, what? What? That's how are you American. saying it? Google Translate. That's the same as what I just said. It. No, you said Google Translate. Google Translate. Yeah, Google Translate is right, but you didn't say it like that. You said Google Translate. In America, they put the stress on the first syllable. We put the stress on the second syllable. Whatever, whatever. No, it's not whatever. It's you can whatever say whatever. Stress. You can say whatever, but it's true. Whatever. You see, you, you don't believe something's true unless you've Googled it. So, everybody's going mad on the internet, I notice, about gammon. Mad for Be- gammon. Mad for gammon. Am I gammon? No, you're not no. gammon. You are a bit gammon. A little bit gammon. So, to, to so, explain what gammon is. I mean, I know it's The BBC a News mm. published an article called Why Social Media is Covered in Gammon. Right. And they said, this was their definition, because I wanted to find you a good, solid definition. Yeah. They said, used to describe the rosy complexion of outraged middle-aged people in the UK, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Whoever's come up with that is a genius. I think it's hilarious. And it honestly does really hit the nail on the head. And so there's been this gammon snowflake clash over Brexit. Ah, so I it's think the snowflakes it's a bit of a, getting their own back on... On the gammons, the gammons, the gammons, yeah. It maps the divisions, which is similar to what we're doing right now. Yes, Gammon and snowflake. I don't think I am gammon, because I'm not outraged uh, about stuff particularly. So, well, some just, just wait. Because I, when I first was researching gammon, I was like, that's not a gammon. 
But when I get to the end, I think you might think you're a gammon. <laughs> the question is, really, that people more... are asking was, is it a racial slur? I'm more pastrami than gammon. <laughs> Do you find it offensive? I, I find it childish rather than offensive, to be Why honest. Why is it any more offensive than snowflake, though? Well, that's probably a bit childish as well, but it's fun. I think it's... Yeah, uh, you only think it's fun because it's not directed at like people like you. Well, I don't think gammon's particularly directed at people like me. I'm not particularly ruddy-faced, am I? <laughs> no you're not not particularly ruddy face I a think little bit now you're a bit th- burned there's another one called centrist dad have you seen that one no that's me Sandra you have a look at it on your phone um Meet centrist dad, whose antics are an apparent source of frustration and embarrassment to young Labour Party activists. Centrist dads are middle-aged men who cannot come to terms with the world and politics changing. Sounds like you. Yeah. They think they must know better because they are older and wiser. <laughs> he says their politics are vague because they just come across as contrarians. Stephen Bush, special correspondent at the New Statesman, says use of the term centrist dad is a reaction to the condent... I almost said condensation when I meant (laughs) condescension faced by Corbyn supporters over the past two years. It's a reaction to that worldly wise, well son, when you get to my age, you'll think differently. I think a centrist dad is more just when you're young, you're more radical. There's someone else says him, a centrist dad is white, middle class, wears a leather jacket and probably watches Top Gear on Amazon Prime. Well, which I, you don't do. Those I things. don't wear a but leather jacket. I you did wish wear. You I, did. I, well, I wish I was young enough to wear a leather jacket. I think you're more of a centrist dad than you are a gammon. But the stuff about um, political correctness. Some political correctness is absolutely right because we're just talking about being polite, being polite, and having regard to other people's feelings. And yeah. in that case, I'm I'm politically correct. I guess it's just striking a balance. I guess it is just striking a balance, but gammon, should we leave it on gammon, balance? I think we can do. I think we can do that. So it's high time. I think we sacked it off for this week. Yeah. Are you ready to sack it off? Yeah, very ready. My um, I've burnt my back in the hot, 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 hot summer sun. Yeah, so I don't want to lean against this chair anymore. No, those two days of summer—they've completely done you in, haven't they? Yeah, I wore so I wore a top that was like lower, like a low back, and then I wore um a bra with cross straps at the back and I've got I look I look like a gammon that's been wrapped <laughs> in those what's it called that string and then it, you take it off and then yeah. your Christmas ham absolutely Ruthie absolutely we'll do it all again next week hopefully when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. 
Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. So you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.